Hey everyone, and welcome back to the Parenting for a Change podcast. This is Matt Dinsky. I'm joined here with... Rob Marks. That's right, expert in parenting <laughs> and all things raising kids. And uh, we are continuing our Pass It On series, talking about how do parents pass on their faith to their children. And this is the fourth principle of passing on your faith, which we're, which we're calling inviting the experience. So what does that look like to invite an experience with your children to help them learn and foster values in them that last a lifetime? Thanks for joining us. Let's dive right in. All right, Matt. Well, let's jump into, this is going to be number four of our five. So we started with start young, normalize it in your home, instill knowledge. And this one is invite experience. Mm -hmm. And this is number four of our kind of analogy between like sports analogy and faith. Like how do you pass on this passion for sports? How Mm -hmm. do you do the same thing in faith? So let's jump into invite the experience. And we'll talk about the sports part of it first. And in the last episode, I always make you explain the sports thing. So I'll, I'll talk about the most competent sports person here. Yes. So this is what this looks like. So, um, in my house, I'm a, I'm a sports fan for a couple of things, but, uh, my kids have caught on to being Ohio state Buckeyes fan during college football season. And so like, I don't just turn the game on by myself and, they just happen to come in. Like, it's a whole big thing. Like, we get food. So Sherry puts, you know, snack stuff together. The kids have, you know, Ohio State T-shirts, whatever gear they've got. I Let's go get it. Go get it. Put it on. Like, I do it too. Um, you know, we've used this example before where they, they know what you say from one Ohio State fan to another Ohio State fan. I've taught them that. Like, I invite them into it. If we're out somewhere, we, we actually – uh, about a year ago, we were looking at a car at somebody's house, and they happened to have an Ohio State flag in their garage. And my boys automatically went over and said, oh, you guys are Ohio State fans. And then we had this whole conversation, right? So this invite the experience is I'm not just doing this on my own. Like I invite them into the whole thing of what this looks like to be uh, an Ohio State Buckeyes fan. I know because I've seen it around. There, there are some Clemson fans hmm. around Greenville. And they're invited too. I, I know it because I see the flags on the cars, you know, flying mm-hmm. the and the stickers well, on the car. Tiger tails hanging out. Tiger of tails. Ha, yes. That was weird to me. But. That's kind of a really weird <laughs> one to me too. But but they do it, and yeah. you'll see kids. They've got the hat, the whole thing, right? Like they're in on the whole experience. So, I mean, you do like sports. It's not that you're not a sports guy. Yeah, I grew guy. up playing sports. I just but like talk about it from the hiking, backpacking, yeah. outdoor part of it. How do you invite? your boys into the experience. Yeah, I, I think, you know, the foundation of this this fourth principle that we're talking about is is really sharing your experiences. Mm-hmm. So, so so you know, this this is kind of the the step in between you're helping them understand what what it's all about right. and then they're going off on their own to do it. Th- right. This is the step in between, almost like the apprenticeship. Like yeah. they're watching you while you do it and there are times when you're watching them while they do it. You're, yeah. you're sharing the experiences together, um, and you're inviting them. And so one of the things you're doing is you're creating rituals or even traditions around specific things right. that you're hoping they pick up. And so, yeah, like I um, – yeah, we've said it many times. I love to hike. I love to backpack. I love to camp. And 
uh, once a month, my family will will do you know hiking day trips on Saturdays. Yeah. That's our day. Once a month, we try to get out and do that. But when my oldest son turned five, I really, really wanted to do his first like real backpacking trip in the yes. mountains, just me and him. And we had done some backyard camping before. Yes, it was really fun. But and we had hiked in the mountains before, but we had never done a backpacking yes. trip where we're sleeping. That's a big deal on the trail. Uh, you know, hiking up there. And um, and I really wanted to do that for his fifth birthday. And so when he turned five, that was that was his birthday present. Um, that and a slingshot that I got him, which is pretty cool. <laughs> and, 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 and so I brought him out, you know, to the mountains and we set up camp and, and dude, like it was fun. You know, he's five, so I'm lugging in extra blankets. And oh, right, right, I mean, right. you know, it's not... Not easy. But. It, it was borderline glamping, uh, which is like glamorous camping. And so it, it was kind of cozy, but but we were in the mountains. We had our campsite. You know, we were roasting hot dogs on the fire yep. at night for dinner and uh, hiking the trails during the day. And I let him lead the hikes. Like, yeah. I, he had a little stick and he That's was... fun. Man, he was just blazing the trail. And so I, I wanted to invite the experience for him so that we not only have shared memories, but we're creating... Uh, rituals. And sure enough, like right now, my middle child, Gray, he knows that when he turns five, he's about to be three, but he knows when he turns five, he'll get his one-on-one trip with daddy. And so, so it's becoming cultural in our home. Sure. Uh, And then there'll be other things, you know, as they get older that I try to create as well. So the fun part about that is, and there's no way to know this now, but how likely is it that if your boys have boys, that they'll ultimately do the same thing mm-hmm. with their kids? Very likely, right? Mm-hmm. That's what it's, this is what it is. Like you're inviting them into that. One of the best things about that, you said it when you, I sensed it in you when you talked about him with the slingshot. Like one of the best parts about inviting this them into the experience is like if I, when my boys got old enough, they wanted things for their birthday. Like my oldest, he wanted to go, we, we were living in Little Rock at the time. He wanted to go to, a Memphis Grizzly basketball game. That's what he wanted for his birthday. Mm. Well, guess who gets to take him, right? Yeah. Like, not only does he get to go, you don't send, I don't know, he was like 10 or something. You don't send a 10-year-old off to the Grizzly game by himself. Some parent has to take him. <laughs> yeah. And that yeah. happened to be yeah, me. Yeah. So I'm sure you got a chance to shoot the slingshot when you oh, guys were cool. out. We set up, you know, little soda can and <laughs> yeah. trying right. to get it. Yeah, it was awesome. And, and to this date, uh, I mean, it's, you know, it's like uh, half a year later, like he hasn't shot uh, another person yet, so yeah. so he's doing well with it. That's you know? good. Like, yeah. Now one of the, the one of my boys, uh, of course, he's a, an Ohio State fan, and we're not crazy. Like he actually has a friend who their family are Michigan fans, mm-hmm. and he was at their house, and I think they had gone hunting or something. But anyway, he needed a new a clean shirt, and the only shirt they mm-hmm. were going to give him was a Michigan T-shirt. And this is when you know that you've invited them to experience. He called me on the phone. He was standing at their house with no shirt on saying, Dad, can you bring me a shirt? Because the only shirt they're going to give me is a Michigan shirt. And he refused to put it on. Not even inside out. Not even inside out. And I was like, I know that I have discipled my kids well. That's deep-seated convictions right there. That's exactly right. I don't know if that's healthy or not, man. So, yeah, I mean, from a sports world, we see it all the time. It's hook them horns, all these, like, hand motions, all these things that you teach. traditions, things like that. But even, like you said, like, so— going back to the sports idea, when it's game night, you're going to have certain, yeah. this is what our family does. This is how we engage in the right. game. Um, or if you ever go to games, oh yes. you're going to remember. Like I, I, 
again, I'm not the biggest sports fan, but I remember every live game I've ever been yeah. to. Um, I went to a University of Tennessee college football game one time. I remember it. Yeah. I went to experience. Um, a lot of Major League Baseball games when we used to live in Kentucky. We drive up to Cincinnati. Yes. Watch the Reds play. That's what I love That's about it. That's why you. I knew they were from Cincinnati in our last episode. And <laughs> I remember those. Uh, minor League hockey games, my dad would take me all the time. Yeah. I remember that. So there is some – that to me is the value of you, you're moving from kind of I'm teaching you knowledge, right. which was our last episode – and you're not yet sending them out on their own, there's this middle ground of experiential learning through hands-on. Like you're taking them to the arena. You're bringing them to the game. You're instilling traditions and rituals. Sure. So much so that they won't even wear yeah. another team's shirt. <laughs> um, but that's that's the beauty of, of this. Most people, including adults, um, learn the best. Like the, the, the lessons that last a lifetime are learned through experience. Yeah. Because because they were there, they yeah. smelt it, they tasted it, they 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 uh, had the emotions in that moment, yeah. and so it's linked not just to short term memory, like I have to memorize this. It's yeah. linked to long term memory because it impacted their life somehow. And so when we can invite our children into faith through experiences, yeah, then all of a sudden it, it, you're you're not just exposing them to the gospel. You're not just telling them information about the gospel. You're living out gospel with them, yeah, and they're seeing it in you, and, and you're getting to see it in them, and you're creating memories. Yeah, that, this is the thing, right? Like what we're talking about is how you pass on faith to your kids, how do you disciple your kids, and and guys, particularly men that I've talked to, oh, I don't know how to do that. I don't know. I'd say, well, man, you need to invite mm-hmm. them in the experience. Well, I don't know how to do that. Like, yeah, you do. You do it all the time, whether you're watching the Clemson game or the Ohio State game or the whatever mm-hmm. game. You invite them into that experience, and it has an impact on them, what we've just talked about. So the faith would be no different. Like, we have to invite our kids into that experience. So let's switch gears. We talked about it from the sports analogy. Mm-hmm. How do the same things apply from a faith perspective? Yeah, I, it, it has to be more than we bring our kids to church every Sunday. Yeah. Like, we, we, we have to understand for kids, mo- most kids— that is a building that you drive to, and depending on, you know, do they go to their own class, do they sit in with the adults or whatever, the, the experience is, is not necessarily going to help them connect the dots. Like, that, right. that's where the parent comes in. And and so it has to be more than simply we go to church. Mm-hmm. They have to see how where we go on Sunday affects our day-to-day right. every week. Like, how, how does that affect this? And then... You know, through their relationship with you and through you teaching them and passing on knowledge and talking yeah. about your story, eventually they come to realize, oh, there's this guy named Jesus. Yeah. And this whole thing's about him. And, you know, you're over time they're going to have to learn what worship is and yeah. what faith is and the narrative of the gospel and what the Bible is and the story that it tells, the overarching story and all the stories within it that right. point to the the Messiah coming and the one who came and 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 – but if you're not inviting experience, yep. like if they're not sharing it with you, if they don't get to see it in you, then you're really just kind of hoping that somehow along the way, through going to that building, yep. maybe some stranger that you barely know, hopefully somehow they get it. Yeah, yeah. Statistically, it doesn't happen. Right. I, I mean, if we're talking numbers, it, 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 doesn't. it does not happen <laughs> right. that way. It happens way more so, even, even in the shallowest levels 
And, and so this is where I would say parents have grace on yourself, even right. in, the, in the most shallow depth of understanding and learning and theology yep. and all that. When the parents, the most influential people in the lives of these children, are able to actually bring gospel in the home yeah. by talking about it, by helping children understand it, and by living out and sharing experiences. Right. So that could look like, um, like I was just on a short-term mission trip recently, and my co-leader was a father, yeah. and he was explaining to me how he's tried to go on at least one mission trip with every single right. one of his children. That's great. And I thought, wow, man, how yeah. do you do that? Like, how do you, how do you, <laughs> I, I, was, I was overwhelmed by the thought of it, but I just thought how special the yeah. memories would be because you're getting to share that with your parent or with your kid. Yeah, I mean, the key word there is try. Like, hey, I'm gonna yeah. try try to do that. You can't go, man, I'll never be able to do that, so I don't know. Like, do it anyway, try it. If you don't, that's okay, but at least you're trying it. I think when we were talking before, right before we started recording this, I was like, you know, going to church and praying before a meal, those are all things that mm-hmm. we've been regular things for yeah, our those are great. family. And and I realized at some point as my kids got older, and you know, and I can be transparent. It's like sometimes you go, man, why am I always the person that has to pray before a meal? Like I'm going to ask one of my kids to do it, and you throw them this curveball and go, hey Nathan, why don't you pray for us? And all of a sudden they're like, uh, 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 because you've never invited them into it. You've never asked them to like, hey, no, I want you to be a part of this. So I would say for parents, look for opportunities where things that you do naturally yep. in your faith, you're going to invite them to do the yeah. same thing. So one of the big ones for us has always been holidays that have faith backgrounds to them. So Christmas, Mm -hmm. Thanksgiving, Easter. Easter's got to be more than just we dress up and go to church and we get a really great picture and then we come and open Easter eggs Mm -hmm. and eat chocolate. Like it has to be more than that. Like you've got to invite them into the experience. And so when our kids were really young, we were on staff at Family Life. Resurrection eggs was a big thing that they had put together that resource. And we would do it every year. And and we kind of did it so that we knew that our kids would go like, hey, they knew what was coming and they almost expected it. And same thing at Christmas, we had a thing called adornments that was about the names of Jesus. And Mm. those are things that we continued to do over and over because we wanted to invite them into it. And matter of fact, the adornments, when we bought enough sets at the time, figuring they probably weren't going to be available Mm. later, and I don't know that they are, so that our kids would all have one to do with their kids. Because our expectation was, man, we're not just doing this for now. Like, we want to instill this into it, instill this into them, and invite them into it so that they would want to do it with their own kids. To me, yeah, that's one of the greatest joys is when you would go into your kid's house and see that they're doing something with their kids that you did with them. But that's not going to happen by accident. Yeah, and and like what what you're saying is the long term goal is that they'd be equipped to do this on their own. Mm-hmm. That's the long term goal. When it comes to faith, we we want our children to have a faith that sustains itself apart from us. But in the meantime, like while they're with you, you, you're the one who's kind of bridging what what it looks like to own your faith right. before they understand what that looks like. And and so when you invite the experience, like that's when they pick that stuff up because so often these things are caught more than taught. Like sure. it, it, they see it in you. And so like I, I'm thinking about my house has – Tons of projects, tons of projects, tons of projects, all the time. Projects, projects, projects. Welcome to the real world. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and and so sometimes, like I remember, I was building a table, um, and I, my my kids really wanted to help me. Yeah. And I'm thinking to myself, like, oh, man, no. I'm, I'm running power tools. That's right. This is not going to work. I got a miter saw. I got a table saw. Like I, I'm I'm 
trying to sand down the top. It's dusty. Yeah. I don't have masks for them. You know, all these things. And then I kind of, I don't know, man. I just had this thought of like, dude, they're not going to want to help you build tables forever. No. You better capitalize on yeah, it now. Switch up your 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 you know, order of events and and make something up if you had to have yeah. to. And sure enough, I just got out my hand planer and just started scraping the top. It was, you know, low mess, low dust. And I think they each had like one had a plastic hammer and one had a wooden hammer. Yeah. And I just told them like, hey guys, it, it really helped me, you know, if you would bang these planks down for me. And they just sat on top and hit the wood for yeah. I don't know, 20 minutes. But in their mind, it was like, dude, we are helping, helping build this Dad table. Build a table right yeah. now. And um, and even to see the finished product, which their hammering had nothing to do with the finished product, <laughs> but in their mind, they were part of the experience. Yeah. They were part of that build. Sure. And it matters. That stuff matters. So, uh, yeah, like I, if I'm washing my wife's car, they're out there they're with well, me yeah. playing in the hose. If, if I'm painting, like I'll, I'll give them some little paintbrushes mm-hmm. and let them paint on the wall before I paint it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like they, they feel like they're a part. And, and so I think part of it, inviting the experience is just understanding the role that patience and grace yep. and compassion play. You cannot expect, you know, a six-year-old to have the maturity of an 18-year-old. You can't expect a 10-year-old to have the maturity of a 20-year-old. Like right. understanding where they're at, I have to be empathetic and compassionate towards their application of yeah. this experience. I think that's... Well, you're you're actually hitting on one that I think is a really easy one for parents, and that is they can serve in lots of different ways. And I'm, I mean, sure, I'm talking about inside the walls and of the church. I see parents doing it all the time. They serve with their kids when their kids get old enough to do that. But even outside the walls, mission trips or projects or mm-hmm. things around the city that they can get involved with. And I know it. The it's going to be way harder if you've got younger kids because you're going to do a lot more work to try to keep them involved. But it makes a difference. Like they feel like they're a part of it. So they're serving. And you get a chance to talk about like, why are we doing this? Mm-hmm. And what what does God expect of us from this? And how is God going to possibly use it in the lives of these people? Um, or community. Like we were with our community group, and we've been in the same one for a long time. Like we, our heart was our kids were going to be there with us because we wanted to see them. They, we wanted them to see us in community. We wanted them to come downstairs probably in a fight with somebody else and see their parents with their heads bowed praying with other adults. Like that mm-hmm. was in, important to us because we get a chance to invite them into that, right? Like community isn't just something that we as adults do and they get shoveled off someplace else. And I understand sometimes you got to use registered childcare or whatever, or get a babysitter. Those mm-hmm. are all things that are true and we've done all those things too. But at some level, you have to invite those kids into community. They need to see that your family is in community, not just you as an, an adult, because that's the way you invite them to participate and invite them into the experience. That's good. What else? Well, I'm, I'm sitting here thinking about um, – I just really want to encourage parents because I could totally see you know parents sitting there right now listening and be like, oh, I don't know how to – I got to create all these things. I yeah. got to create a – camping trip i got to create rituals and traditions and 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 i would just say no you you are you probably already have them created it's mm-hmm. more so just about being aware of what your value systems are and maximizing like capitalizing on those already right right built value systems leveraging those moments um and it may mean like yeah you you have to not get things done quite as fast or it may yeah. mean you, you can't check off your entire to-do list that day or whatever because you're inviting the experience with your children but but the benefits long-term benefits are enormous so 
One time I was driving home. I had my oldest son in the back. He was probably around three, three and a half years old. And we were driving and, and we saw this homeless gentleman on, on the corner of a street uh, pretty near our home. Mm. And he was asking for food. I didn't have food in my truck at the time. Yeah. Um, but I, like, to, in my mind, you know, some of the values, what do I want to teach my son as he gets older? Yeah. Generosity. Sure. Like God has given us so much. So having a sense of radical generosity, mm-hmm. having empathy for those in need, a value of people, restoring dignity to people. Like, all of those things are, are things I would want right. my sons to do. And so... You know, I asked I asked Trent, I said, Hey buddy, do you see that that guy there? He mm-hmm. said, Yeah. I said, He's asking for food. Why don't we run home mm-hmm. and we can ask we can ask mommy to make a sandwich real quick. I'll go yeah. ahead and call her so she can be doing it and maybe we could bring him dinner tonight. Yeah. And so so I called my wife and, and asked her to, you know, put some things together in a bag. Yeah, yeah. And we got home and picked up the bag and Trent and I turned around and mm-hmm. this guy was adjacent to a CVS. So we parked in the CVS, we got out of the truck and we walked over to him and you know i i had uh, trent in my arms i'm carrying him and we just go over to this gentleman and i say hey man we passed you earlier i didn't have food right. but we live pretty near here we wanted to make you a dinner i don't know if you like anything in the bag but it's <laughs> you know a turkey sandwich and gatorade and whatever else and uh, man he took the bag and he was so thankful and then i asked him his name because hmm. I mean, that would have been fine in and of right. itself, but, but sure. what I want my son to know is like, hey, he's a person. We didn't do that just to make us feel good. Yeah. Oh, look at that. We, we gave a homeless man some food. No, he's a person. He's got a yeah. story. So we asked him his name, and I shook his hand, and I let Trent shake his hand, and then we just got to hear all about his story. Like, man, you know, tell us a little bit about yourself. He started sharing about his grandkids yeah. and how much he loves them and so good. You know, all this stuff, and, and we're getting to know his life. And, and so I, I'm instilling in my son these lessons of, man, people are yeah. in need and we can step into that and we can help. Yeah. And it's not just providing, you know, the, the immediate need. Right. It's also, he has a heart, he has a soul. Man, let's let's change our schedule. Mm-hmm. Not be so task-oriented. Let's, let's be relationally oriented in this moment. Let's be late for something so that we can hear his story yeah. now. And he's learning all that. And and I know, you know, you might sit, be sitting there saying like, oh, three years old, he's not going to remember that. Right. You know, I tell you, on the drive home, he asked me, so that, that gentleman's name was BB, mm. and Trent asked me, he said, Daddy, why doesn't why doesn't Mr. BB have a home? Yeah. And that's a really hard question to answer. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, I, well, there's so many variables. Yeah. And he said, well, we have a home. I said, yeah, buddy. Um, you know, we're very blessed. Jesus has given us a home, and we're so thankful for that. And then he asked me, how come Jesus doesn't give, give him Mr. Beebe a home? And it was like, oh, man, wow. Okay, these are <laughs> really, really good questions. And um, and I'll, I'll tell you, Trent has brought up Mr. Beebe multiple mm. times since then. And he's, he's five and a half now. So in two years, yeah. he has not forgotten Mr. Beebe. And if we see another homeless person, yeah. he remembers Beebe. Yeah. And, and so, I mean, I, I would just throw that out there to say that's – that is the treasure of experience right. firsthand. You, you're bringing them in to something, not just so that they can see how you operate, yep. but it's going to instill values in them that yep. last hopefully a lifetime. Yeah, that's great. You're modeling. I, I heard this one time, and it's, it's so profound. You, you're not raising children. 
you're actually preparing adults. Mm-hmm. Like, right. like this whole process is getting them ready to be independent. Yeah. And, and so when you think about what values do I want them to have, what do I want to help them know? How do I want them to see the world? Right. It's not just going to happen because you expose them to someone who has those things. It's not just going to happen because you explained right. the whole list of do's and don'ts to them. It really, really happens sure. when they see you do it. And furthermore, if they get to do it with you. Right. So it makes me think like my sister was just in town and, and, uh, my kids started asking like questions about my our childhood and all these things, and it made me realize that because we we moved around a little bit when when I was younger, and my kids were like, "Well, so why did you guys like we lived in Jackson, Mississippi for a while?" And uh, so now, why did you guys live in Jackson? Just there, yeah, I know, and and that's partly why it came up. Mm-hmm. And I didn't have a great answer for that. I knew that it had something to do with my dad's job, but it was something more to it than that, mm-hmm. and. And, and here's my point. My parents made all those moves, and I get it. Like, I was young, but I had no context for why we were doing it because they didn't invite me to in, into any of that. Not to have a say in it, but just to understand, like, hey, this is why we're moving from where we are to where we're, we're going to go now. Like, I didn't have any clue. And some of it, they were probably protecting me from, some, from things. But I needed to be invited into that experience so that I could understand it. When we moved to Australia, and that was a big move for us, we wanted to make sure that our kids understood because we knew they were going to get asked as Americans living in a different country, why are you guys here? And so we talked a lot about like, hey, we're here because A, God brought us here and it's to have the opportunity to share and talk about Jesus with people. And that's what we wanted our kids, the answer that we wanted them to be able to give if somebody asked them. And so I think sometimes as parents, we're guilty of thinking, well, this is above them. This is Mm -hmm. too much. Like Mm -hmm. they they don't need to know this part. We're just going to do it. And I think we're better off, even if it's even if there's mistakes. Like even if these are things that don't don't go the way we wanted them to, we need to invite them into that. There's yeah. a faith journey that's there, and they need to understand. Like, hey, this is why this happened because this is what God was doing in our life. This is why we moved here, and this is why these things happened. Or, or again, uh, my uh, twelve years ago, my mom passed away unexpectedly. And it's like, man, that was one of the hardest things. Was how do I explain that to my kids? Like, hey, your grandmother's gone. And so there was a part of me that was wanting to tell them like, hey, like, just understand like grandma had a relationship with Jesus and she's in heaven now. And mm-hmm. honestly, and I remember telling them, it's like, if I could pull her from there right now and bring her back here, as much as she loves you, she'd be disappointed because she was in the presence of God. And, you know, scripture tells us that, you know, a thousand years, like a day there, she'd be like, man, I wasn't out there, but a couple of seconds, you guys Mm -hmm. pulled me out of there. So the point is I wanted them to understand. I wanted them to have a perspective of, man, we're going to miss her and that's going to be sad, but this is what we need to understand about that. Not just, hey, she's gone and, you know, and that's it. Like we, I wanted them to to be invited into it and understand what was going on. So as parents, I think we've got to do that for sure. Yeah. So I I think in summary, you know, a lot of, if I were to sum up everything we were saying is, so, so how do we create um, these values in our children? Because they don't just happen passively. Right. And so you, you do have to be strategic with like, man, this is the kind mm-hmm. of person I, I want my child to be. And, and so thinking through like what values right. do you want to foster and grow and curate in your child? Sure. And whenever you realize or come up with those, your value system, then you would create shared experiences right. 
not only through modeling it, mm-hmm. but but also inviting them into some ownership of that yep. as well. And then I think a, a really powerful and third point I would bring into that is some guided reflection. Like you're you're asking them questions, you're helping them understand. Um, like every time one of my children gets a timeout, when it's done, I ask them, "Now, do you understand why, why? you got a timeout?" Because yeah. I don't just want to, man. You, yeah, you know, suffer I'm upset, the consequences. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so, so you're you're bringing comprehension through right. reflection. You're asking strategic questions after the experience yeah. to help them process that. So when when you come up with your values and then you create shared experiences and you intentionally reflect with them. You're, you're fostering a sense of experiential education right. that'll last a lifetime. Yeah. And I'll acknowledge it's much harder. It takes a lot more yes. time. It takes a lot more thought. <laughs> yes. It can wear you down, and there's yes. sometimes you can't do it. But it leads to what the fifth thing is going to be, and that is participatory passion, and we're going to yeah. talk about that in yeah. the next episode. So join us so. for our next session, and we'll talk about how they own it long term. Yes. See you then.